Welcome to Mind Matters News. I'm your bucolic host, Robert J. Marks. Kent, do you know what um, do you know what bucolic means? I didn't before yesterday. <laughs> no, I'm 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 wondering. I, I'm afraid that <laughs> <laughs> it means it means enjoying the outdoors, enjoying the country life. Uh, okay. If you're bucolic, you enjoy the outdoors, you enjoy the country life, rural setting, kind of a, a slow life uh, sort of person. So that's what bucolic means. I like to learn a new word every day. So we're, by the way, you just heard of him. Uh, we're talking to Kent Marks about trail life. Kent is one of the founding fathers of trail life. Trail life gets young boys away from digital addiction and towards digital wellness. Kent, welcome. Uh, good, to, good to see you, Bob. Tell us about Trail Life. Tell us about the founding of it. We, we, we went last time through the Boy Scouts and your disillusion with the Boy Scouts. Rename Scouts BSA and your wife asked you, what are you going to do about it? And the answer was Trail Life. So tell us about the founding of Trail Life. Sure. So, so anyway, uh, in 2013, after the BSA had their vote, many volunteer leaders in the Boy Scouts and uh, one Boy Scout executive turn the resignations in and and uh, we were all part of a thing called LinkedIn and we were on LinkedIn talking about what are we going to do if that vote changes if that that happens and it happened this was the vote by the way to let in uh, gays in, in the, the boy voice. scout yeah so no, professing gays okay right so when that happened uh, we were on LinkedIn this is probably a couple hundred of us and we started talking about different things that we could do and and there was this one man, his, his name is John Stemberger. John is a, works for the Florida Family Council in, in Florida, in, uh, Orlando, Florida. And the place he worked for gave him uh, a year. Uh, now I don't know if I have this correct, but a year to go do something different, to make a difference. John was uh, one of the folks that uh, was uh, protesting at the, the vote of the BSA. In, in Irvine, Texas. And John also was instrumental in putting these men together and creating a, a new organization. And uh, we, uh, we did a lot of things in three months. From May of 2013, we started planning and talking about this new organization, a Christian organization. We didn't have a name yet. We actually put, uh, put some surveys out to folks that were interested. And the name Trail Life was unveiled at a national convention, an inaugural convention in Nashville, Tennessee, September 6th of 2013. Over 1,400 men and some women, wives like my wife came, were at that convention, and we unveiled the name Trail Life and, and uh, prepared for a 2014 January 1st launch. And a lot of work took place during that time, a lot of preparation, a lot of planning, a lot of general you know, direction, guidance, procedures, just to basically start a new organization. But we had the, the ability to glean on what we knew worked at the Boy Scouts and what did not work. And we implemented those things that worked and brought in a Christian worldview and a Christian uh, um, outdoor adventure program is what we've created. Uh, it teaches biblical moral values. And, and that was that was the basis. And the basis was was to, to, to bring to bring a Christ into into this organization. We're not not overly churchy or religious, but uh, focusing on outdoor adventure and character and and developing leaders and raising godly young men. And that was really the purpose. And and it's launched on January first, twenty fourteen, with over five hundred troops and 
90% of those wow. Boy Scout troops that, uh, that were doing trail-like type of uh, things when they were Boy Scouts, including my troop. My troop uh, folded, but, uh, but my troop was like a trail-life troop way before trail-life was even thought of. But there were over 500 troops, 512, I believe, we started off with. And uh, that was it. We started, we started out strong. And I got to tell you, we, we, we created a lot of stuff and made some things up along the way to, 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 to get going. But uh, folks, volunteers and, and families and churches and charter organizations really, really took, the, took a hold of this uh, new idea. And it's just doing wonderful things today, Bob. So are you doing stuff with trail life that the Boy Scouts used to do? Last last time we talked, we talked about getting outdoors, going camping, bonding with your fathers and your mentors, uh, doing doing great things outdoors, getting you away from the humdrum of life, getting modern kids away from cell phone addictions and such. I believe that's what trail life does. Uh, describe some of your activities that you do. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly it. Uh we, we learned, like I said, we've learned a lot from the leaders of BSA, but you know, it's been 10 years. Most of our leaders were not in Boy Scouts or leaders or, or came from the BSA. So we are way beyond that now. But in the early days, we, we used a lot of the outdoor emphasis, um, the backpacking, the camping, the canoeing, um, the, the shooting sports. That's the other thing in trail life. We, we, uh, we emphasize shooting sports. In BSA, you're not even allowed to use a squirt gun. Are you serious? Really? Yeah, it's, it is. And um, even there's, a, there's Nerf darts. You're not allowed to use those or any, just, just for fun. You're not allowed to participate in any, any like shooting activities. But in, but in trail life, we've, we've uh, embraced it. It's part of uh, raising up a young man to become a, a Christian, God-fearing adult. And... Um, you know, there's there's a lot of lot of emphasis on our troops are church owned. They're not owned by Trail Life. Each each tr- uh, church is called a chartered organization, and uh, they they have their own bylaws that cannot water down the Trail Life rules, but they can add to it. So you know, we have we have a lot of different uh, a lot of different churches out there with different denominations that are part of Trail Life, and it's. The, the main the main focus is uh, that to become a charter organization you have to have to believe in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if, if they align, that's that can be a char- charter troop in trail life. But you know, getting these boys outdoors, it's a uh, it's the most important most important thing to, to to see his creation and 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 we can utilize that in so many ways to to let them enjoy outdoor skills and adventure, knowing it's you know. The Lord is behind everything. I gotta, I gotta ask you, Kent. Uh, during these outings, do you allow the kids to have cell phones? I'm <laughs> just thinking that maybe you want to get them away from cell phones. Again, that's that's one of those things that's the individual troop policy. Some troops don't allow it. Others, you know, others do. Um, you can take the the cell phone as a tool instead of as a as a nuisance. You can use it as a tool. Uh, leaders, most leaders do carry their cell phones for emergency and for that type of thing. Of course. Yes. But I would say, I would say most of the troops do not allow the cell phones on camp outs and outings. I'm not involved with any particular troop. I'm a, I'm called a regional team leader. I'm a volunteer leader for troops in seven States. So I, my, my job is a finger on the pulse to see what's happening out there, see what works, what's not working, what's 
you know, are we using cell phones or not? And what's the advantage? What's the disadvantage? That's, that's my role. So I'm, I'm hearing that most of the troops do not allow cell phones. Okay. You mentioned shooting sports. When you and I grew up, our grandfather, we have, we have the same grandfather, uh, paternal grandfather. Yeah. Uh, in his house, you used to come in the front door and they used to have rifles and shotguns kind of leaned up against the wall there in the entryway. Loaded. And it was just, yeah, yeah, and they were loaded. They were ready to go. And, you know, it was was never a big deal. I think that a lot of people that are against firearms have never experienced firearms. They come up with all these myths that don't explain about what firearms do and, and how to train a kid to take care of them. I'm sure I'm certain that you do in trail life when you emphasize the shooting sports. Sure, it it, it teaches uh, it teaches teaches character, teaches uh, responsibility. It uh, matures a young man up, or he's, he knows he's got to be responsible. It's not taught as a weapon so much as a tool. It's uh, also uh, it's a great bonding experience with fathers and sons. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's so many benefits to, to shooting sports and it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a sport in itself. There's a lot of competition. Um, shooting competitions are a lot of fun, um, right down to, to, uh, you know, setting the targets up and fathers going against their sons so you can get closer to 50 points. You know, <laughs> you know there, there's, it, there's, there's real joy in competition for sure, <laughs> but, but it, it builds character, it builds, uh, responsibility in these young men, which uh, a lot of cases, they have no place in, in their lives where they have an opportunity to learn about responsibility. You know, my, I, I remember a lot of great experiences I had with my father in terms of, of, of shooting. We had a, um, a powder gun where you had to put the ball in and uh, you had to put powder in. Yeah. And he taught me how to do that. So I was down in, in the place loader, that right? we know in West Virginia. What's that? Muzzle loader, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, muzzleloader. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. And so I went in and I, I stuck the ball in, the cloth in, and got the powder in and uh, everything, and got the little spark that, that ignites the powder. Sure. And my dad and his dad were sitting there just laughing, kind of. They were smirking under their breath. They were like, well, it turns out it was already loaded, and I put a second load in it. Oh, no. And that thing, it went off, and it just about ripped my hand off, and they just laughed. They thought that was the funniest thing in the world. But when my dad finally got to the point where he, he thought I was responsible enough, he gave me a twenty two rifle, and he said, son, you always assume that it's loaded. You never pointed at anything alive unless you want to kill it. Always know where the bullet's going. You know, you don't want to shoot towards the house or anything. Absolutely. And then he said, go have fun. I think I was about 15 at the time or something like that. And, um, you know, that's, that's the way the people in rural areas are, are, are trained. And you know another thing, Kent, that boys want to shoot stuff. My wife went through a period where our son Joshua was, was a little boy, and she didn't want him to have, she didn't want him to have guns. So he was going around the house, and he was going, pow, pow. And M- Monica, my wife, said, uh, Josh, you can't do that. And boys just have a propensity for shooting. And he said, oh, mom, don't worry. It's not a gun. It's a flamethrower. <laughs> so he, he, had gamed, he had gamed the whole system. And I think boys just naturally want, want to shoot things. So it's great that Trail Life does that and teaches the responsibility for the, fa- for, for the handling of, of firearms. Well, if you remember, it was a family tradition. Every, every year during deer, deer season, we'd all gather and, and have deer drives and we were very responsible with our guns and 
I remember my father let me take his 30 out six the first time ever. And my dad settled with something less because he wanted his son to, 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 to have a man's gun. And I got to tell you, Bob, when I shot that thing, uh, I felt it for like three days. That has some good kick. <laughs> <laughs> my son, Jeremiah, when we finally trusted him with a shotgun, uh, he went up and he shot the thing. And as he was shooting it, he, 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 he came in that night and his, his shoulder was just black and blue. But he loved shooting it so much that next day he tied a pillow to his arm and put put the shotgun up against the pillow so he could shoot it some more. And he had just a blast doing it. So you soon realize that a 20 gauge does not have the kick of a 12 gauge. So <laughs> Okay. I, I, I don't remember what the gauge was, but it was a shotgun and shotguns kick. And it uh it it just amazed me that the extent he went through to to make sure he could still continue to shoot that uh that uh, gun. He just loved it so much. Okay. New topic. You know, the, the scouts BSA, formerly the boy scouts of America is paying a two and a half billion, two and a half billion dollar fine to settle claims by, Oh, this takes my breath away. 80,000 former scouts who say they were abused by their leaders, 80,000 former scouts. One of the things that Trail Life needs to do, and I, I know that you've done it, is make sure that Trail Life doesn't repeat the 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 the, the problems that scouts uh, that scouts BSA are using. What what are, what are you doing to assure that this doesn't repeat itself in Trail Life? Absolutely, that's a that's a good question, Bob. Uh, again, we've learned a lot from the BSA. Unfortunately, our insurance reflects that claim. We have high premiums because, you know, it's a youth organization. But in, in trail life, uh, we vet our leaders. We have, a, first of all, our leaders have to sign a statement of faith, and they have to uh, get a, a recommendation from a minister or a pastor or their priest. And then they have to go through a process. They pay their own background check. They fill out all this information, including the Social Security number, they get a back, criminal background check. Then uh, if, uh, once that passes, then they have to take a online child protect, you know, child youth protection training. It's about three-hour training uh, process, and then you take a test. If you don't pass the test, you don't become a leader. And then, of course, the, we vet them out in trail itself, and we actually we do call on references. Um, however, not everyone... Not, people can still get through and, and not uh, not uh, be those uh, studious citizens of our country. And, uh, you know, we, we have not experienced that yet. However, when we do have situations or issues, if there are in a troop, we have a process where the troop fills out a form and they, they file it immediately and it's sent to a legal department. The legal department deals with it. And uh, we have... We have learned from the Boy, Boy Scouts uh, the, the valuable lesson. And I will tell you, I, from, uh, fortunately, I did not see any of that when I was a leader. So uh, I'm sure it was kept under, under key when I was a leader in Boy Scouts. But uh, in trail life, that is one of my jobs is to, uh, to hear of anything that goes on. And it's not happened. Not happened yet because of our vetting process, we are, we are actually vetting the best of the best Christian volunteers out there. 
And I remind you, Boy Scouts, they were not, they did not have to be a Christian volunteer. They just had to be a volunteer. They could have a DUI and nobody would know. In trail life, if you have any felony at any time of your life, they did not accept you as a leader in trail life. Wow. That's amazing. It is actually uh, somewhat difficult to find leaders because there's not that many Christian uh, men out there ready to volunteer. Uh, So in the level that our volunteers are giving, and we're we're so blessed with the ones that are, and they are really, really good, good men. You know, one of the things, Brian Krause, I mentioned to you, he was a guy that brought up trail life to me. He's a guy that moved from Seattle area to Tennessee to get away from the progressive state of Washington. And um, he took this test and he said he was kind of amazed. There's certain rules that you have to abide by. I, I think that one of them is you never send a, uh, a mentor and a boy out alone. And so there's, there's guidelines of that sort. Could you go through a few of those? I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah, we really emphasize the importance of something called too deep leadership. At any time, at all times, an adult leader has to be with another adult if there's a one-on-one type of things coming. In other words, if a trailman, um, we, call, we call boys from 5 to 18-year-olds, we call them trail men, not trail boys. And if there's a trailman that's uh, by himself, there's always got to be two adults. Uh, even to the point where um, things you don't think about, like in a troop meeting, say you, you know somebody needs to go to the restroom, you, you just go down to the church hall and you go to the, the, the men's restroom, and all of a sudden you're in there one-on-one with a trailman. That is a no-no. We highly emphasize it at any time, wherever you're going, you're always with another adult. And it's true with the trailman as well. Um, we do a three-deep with, with, uh, with boys. Uh, if they camp in a tent, there's always three in a tent not two. Wow. And uh, anytime when they travel, they hike, they walk, they go get something, there's always at least three. And this is highly emphasized at all levels of trail life. So yes, we've, we recognize that as very important. Wow. That that's, I, Brian told me that and I was kind of impressed because this is where the bad things are going to happen. If you do have a bad right. apple in the barrel, right. Uh, right. That's where things, when things are going to happen. The interesting things about the Boy Scouts is the BSA, I should say, Scouts BSA, since they've renamed themselves, is they claim to be theistic. I think last time we talked, you mentioned about the pledge, which in which starts on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God. So yeah, there is the profession of a God there, and my country and obey the Scout law to keep other people at all to keep to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. There's also the the scout. I forget what they call it. it it's the uh, where they say the scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. That still is engaged in my mind after all of these years having to after having required to memorize that as as a boy scout. It's interesting. There is this idea of God in in what I just read. There's this idea of reverence. And as you mentioned, the scout, um, the pledge ends with the idea of morally straight. Morally straight means something different than it did in 2010 when the Boy Scouts were formed. It means something different than when we were Boy Scouts. Instead of an ever-changing fluid interpretation of what character means, and that's, that's what the Scouts BSA have done. They kind of go with the social flow. It's kind of malleable, uh, malleable morality. Uh, Trailized Foundation is built on a rock, and you've kind of mentioned that uh, rock. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, we have uh, we have 
We have a thing called core values in trail life, and uh, I think it's fourteen of them. I mean, we we add one, we add one here or there. I think there's actually there's sixteen now. We had something called the the six essential concepts of a Christian worldview, um, and in in the, the worldview, Christian worldview that we uh, adhere to is you know truth, creation, uh, human dignity, the importance of family. Uh, stewardship to to our world and uh, providence, uh, sovereign of you know, the sovereign of uh, all history. We don't we don't ignore any of that. But we also have a thing called the core values, and the core values is uh, I'm going to read a couple of them here if I could. Uh, we're Christ centered. We are church owned and operated, outdoor focused. But back to the Christ centered, uh, we are a Christian outdoor program that emphasizes and teaches those biblical moral values. Um, this is the important part. It uh, pertains to the Christian worldview is present throughout our entire program. Um, we have, we, as I mentioned, we are church owned and operated. Uh, we are outdoor focused, using the outdoors uh, as a grandness of God's uh, creation and reflecting, you know, reflecting his creation. Um, we are important with the safety, as we talked about the, you know, the too deep. We have uh, uh, we're, we have a health and safety guide that we follow that uh, cannot be changed at all. Um, we teach our we teach our young men and our leaders to be cura- courageous. Uh, we need our men to have spines of steel, Bob. Um, in today's society, our, our Christians are are being attacked in all directions, and we are truly, uh, I believe, we're one of the last bastions of, of an opportunity for raising young men to be godly leaders and godly husbands. And uh, with that, we've got a lot of a uh, lot of attacking coming from all directions. Uh, we are male, uh, you know, male-centered and adult. Uh, our leadership are male. We don't have uh, women training up these young men. Um, moms have a very important role in in, in a boy's life, but uh, to uh, raise a young man to become a godly young man, he has to have an influence of a male uh, model and mentor. Yes. Um, the mothers have their place, absolutely. But at some point, these young men need to see what a man is all about. Um, I, there was a, I don't, if, I, if I may, if I may step aside for a second, there's, we have a president, uh, Herbert Hoover, uh, said there are two jobs for American boys today. One is being a boy, the other is growing up to be a man. That's no, no, no truer. Both jobs are important. Both are packed with excitement, great undertakings, and high high adventure and boldness and independence. Um, the courage to take these chances; these must not be suppressed, but they must be directed to constructive joy. This is from Herbert Hoover. We we need to we need to understand that that male leadership and male uh, mentorship is the most important thing in trail life. These these boys have to have men to raise them up. We are volunteer driven. Uh, and when I say that, I think there's maybe staff of 30 that's that paid professionals, and and there's a probably 17, 18,000 volunteers in Trail Life. So uh, the staff supports the volunteers. So there, there's a lot of things they can go with, but 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 basically our core values is, is our guide to Trail Life. Well, Trail Life is unapologetically Christian. Um, you told me a parable one time about carrot cake, and I kind of like that. Could you could you relate the parable about the carrot cake and how that relates to trail life? Well, I will tell you this. First of all, my first job ever was at a 
G.C. Murphy restaurant. I was a busboy and dishwasher. And then and it so happened that Mrs. Alderson, the owner, would make everything from scratch. And she loved her carrot cakes. And she'd have that out there, big silver tray with a big glass lid. And when there was one carrot cake left, for some reason, nobody bought it. So she would always bring that back to me. And I love carrot cake because I always got to enjoy her carrot cake. But she wanted to put a new cake in there so she could sell it all except for the last piece. Well, you know, it, it's carrot cake is, is like this in trail life. You know, we want to teach our young men about Christ. We want to we want to teach them about the Bible. We want to teach them about Bible verses and stories in the Bible and, and to go deep into that. But, you know, that's sort of like in today's today's uh, world, it's sort of like, here, young man, here's a carrot. And they're just going to push it away because it's just a carrot. However, if we can take that carrot and we can shred it up and we can package it up in a, in a, something that they will accept, we can, bring, we can bring those stories, we can bring those verses, we can bring those parables, we can bring those uh, you know, life changes and from, from knowing Christ and from knowing the, you know, the, the difference between good and evil. Um, we can do that when we shred that carrot up in little pieces and, and, and those boys will accept it. So, for example, we could actually say uh, we're going to go on a camp out and we're just going to sit and we're going to read the Bible. Now, the boys are not going to be excited about that. But we can go on a camp out, and we can teach you how to chop down, chop a tree branch and make firewood and cut boards and, and cut logs and, and you use and sharpen a knife and sharpen an axe. And then we can just say, hey, by the way, that reminds me of, uh, of a Bible verse. It's Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. And that's the huh. carrot cake. And that's how that's how we bring the message without them pushing off because they are enjoying and they see and oh there's a connection here I get it, so that's probably my easiest best example of you know the Proverbs twenty seven seventeen so <laughs> I I think the parable about carrot cake is really kind of cool one of, one of the big questions that you know it's the bottom line have you seen boys lives changed by trail life I have I have I've 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 seen many times. Actually, I've seen families' lives change because of trail life. When we first started trail life, we were like, we got we to do this for the boy. We got this is that for the boy. We got to raise that boy up. But we didn't realize the, the effect it had on moms and dads and brothers and sisters that were too old or too young yet. Really? We recognize that there's, a, there's an impact with the family. You know, Bob, I remember, I remember a pastor at a church here in Ohio. I was talking to him just three or four years into trail life. He goes, you know, Kent? Since we started Trail Life, I can count at least 22 new families in my church. Not, not 22 new boys, but 22 families. And that, that was like, whoa, we're having an impact on families, not just the boys. And it's a, it's a great thing. I've seen fathers and sons baptized together, Bob. Wow. I've seen young men that uh, will, will stand up in front of a crowd and they will, they will do a, a, a church service because they, they, they wanted to give it a try. I've seen young men uh, sit down with a, with, with a younger boy, uh, leading by example, he's, he's a little mentor, and uh, taking time out to, to help that young man with his life troubles. I've seen, I've seen so many different, different things. I've seen boys that have learned the Heimlich maneuver that have actually saved their father or saved a person in a restaurant, or saved their younger brother from choking on a hot dog. I've seen men 
men, men's lives change because they've changed, they've changed other, other men's lives. There's so many, there's so many examples. We have our highest, uh, highest achievement in fair life is a, it's called the freedom rangeman. It's, it's, a, it's equivalent, it's actually harder than the Eagle Scout, but it's, it's the highest award in trail life. But uh, I've, seen, I've seen young men that were shy and afraid to speak up become young, uh, young men that are freedom range men, they're now leaders, and going out in the world and making a difference. I've seen these guys are now leaders since, in the past 10 years. There's so many stories, Bob, there's so many, so many uh, exciting things just to, to witness. Um, the Lord is having an impact on so many lives across this country. You know, the other thing I've seen uh, lives changed by trail life is men. We have uh, we have men that we have a thing called leaders decaf at the end of a camp out or end of a big event. It's men only. The men come together and they sit in a circle. They don't stand back or sit, you know not dictated to. They're all equal. And when men are sitting amongst other men, they open up because these men are. They're leaders of their family. They're, they're, they're the breadwinners. They're the ones that uh, take on all the per- burdens and all the stress and all the trouble, and they have no one to vent to. And when they gather with other men in trail life at an event where it's just men, they open up and they share their problems, and then others reach out and help them out. And it's, uh, it's, it's uh, so rewarding to see this. It's kind of like an accountability group. It really is, yeah. And and it wasn't uh-huh. it wasn't planned that way. It just sort of happened. But uh, when we have men leaders that are helping each other out, it's amazing what they do with these boys and raise these young men. So yeah, there's there's a lot of lives have changed because of trail life, and and there's there are a lot there there are boys that have yet to be born that are going to be changed because of some of the things these men are doing today. So it's. It's very rewarding, Bob. That's exciting. So, how's the program going? Give me some numbers. What are what are some of the uh, some of the numbers associated with trail life? Talk about fluid. These numbers, it's never the same in one day. I mean, we have we are the only uh, youth organization that has growth in the country. We have uh, really, for example, last year during August and September, each week we had I think it was. 1,500 in one week registered. You know, they were staying about 1,400, 1,500 each week of new people registering in trail life. That doesn't seem like much across the country, but we are probably about a month away of having over 50,000 members. We have surpassed 1,000 troops. Uh, We never thought we'd see that this quick. Uh, We have have volunteers that are stepping up in area roles. We have... uh, over 500 area volunteers and uh there's there's again we're hiring more staff because as we grow it's it, trail life is a business as well you've got you've got the business end of things but we have we, we're handling uh retention officers we've got uh, membership people we have more people to do vetting uh there's a lot there's a lot involved there's a lot of growth in trail life and I, I'm I'm more amazed at the we're pushing fifty thousand members this quick. That's the the big number for me. That that is amazing. Um, I also understand that you have troops in all fifty states right now. Right, and and we have we have in all fifty states, and not just one here or there. We have, we have uh, we have Alaska has like fifteen troops. That's amazing. Hawaii, <laughs> Hawaii, yeah, Hawaii has one troop. That's the only state with one troop. But uh, 
Okay. Um, but Alaska, <laughs> I was amazed at 15 troops in Alaska. That's awesome. But uh, we have we have people reaching from Canada. We have people from Puerto Rico, from England, from Bermuda have reached out. They want to start trail life, and we've not we're not there yet. Now, trail life's your 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 website is Trail Life USA, right? Right. So, have you branded yourself to be exclusively within the USA, or do you think? Well, you're... we started off as Trail Life USA, and actually, it's it's we now call ourselves Trail Life. I I don't foresee reaching out beyond beyond other countries yet it has a lot to do with insurance uh government rules ah. um a lot of those those uh you know those nuances that we ha- we have no control over so it's uh insurance is a big thing as well of course yes the bi- the big the big wager the big gambling hall it, it is insurance? you know we we have military bases across the across the country across the world that love to have trail life and we're we're trying trying to figure out those navigate those waters because it's in a different country, but it's actually American soil where these bases are located. Ah, a lot of our a lot of our leaders, a lot of our trail life folks are in the military, and they get transferred, moved around a lot. They're so upset when they have to leave their, their troop and whatnot, and so they want to start troops in, in a military base. And we're, I can foresee that coming in the near future, but it's it's it's. It's all, it's all, it's all pro, uh, a progress. Yep, it is. You know, the obvious question is, is there any plans to provide any sort of separate program for girls or, well, or are we being premature? No, actually, actually, uh, girls, there's a Christian girls program is, was on board 20 years before trail life started. It's called American heritage girls. Oh, they also have over a thousand troops and they're, they're, there's their bases in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, American Heritage Girls, often we partner with Trail Life. Uh, we're, we're, we're great partners because brothers have sisters and sisters have brothers. And parents want to take them to the same troop meeting on the same night. And they have different programs for girls and boys in the same church. So many of our Trail Life troops also have American Heritage. It's called AHG, American Heritage Girls. So, yeah, that's, there's a vibrant program out there for girls. It's very similar to boys, but they do their thing and we do our thing. Because boys, boys are... Created different than girls, Bob. Completely. <laughs> oh, can't okay, that's kind of it, work, it doesn't work when you mix them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a controversial thing to say today, but man, I agree with you. Uh, Kent, how does one find out more about information about trail life? If you want to find a, well, a nearby troop or maybe even start one, what do you do? We have a website called traillifeusa.com. And you, you go to this website, it shows you... Uh, you can read about the core values, uh, the Christian worldview. You can look at the map. It says find a troop or click on the link for start a troop. Uh, we have a lot of troops started, not by the pastors. We love it when the pastors want to start a troop, by the way. But it's usually a parishioner of a church. It's a member of a church that would like to get a trail light troop started. And they go to this site and they can see how it started, see what to do, and just click on that link and fill in some information. And what we have is... For example, if you want to start a troop in your church, you fill out the start a troop form. And, and we have volunteers called uh, point men. And point men have area teams in each area in the country. We have, we have probably over 200 areas right now uh, where if you click on, this is where I live, someone, some volunteers does, designated for that area in the country. 
and they will reach out within 24 to 48 hours and say, hey, I'm here to help you. If you would like to start a troop, let's talk. So there's a lot of support out there. So, And if you don't want to start a troop or you know there's a troop nearby, you just go to the map. It says find a troop. And if you got, want your boy to be in the Trail Life troop, look for the closest troop to where you live and, and uh, click on that. It'll give you contact information to reach out to that troop. And that troop will get your information and reach out to you within a usually within a week. It's a great site, great site to, to find out about trail life and, and to pull some literature and information to offer to your church. That is really exciting stuff. You know, the impact of social media has just been terrible. Teenage suicides are up. Um, depression rates are up. I think a third of all girls involved in social media have body image problems. And, um, that's, that's terrible. This is the, this is the, these are the symptoms of digital addiction. And digital wellness corresponds to getting these people out of TikTok and Snapchat and other social media and maybe maybe out in the woods and talk to people, talk to people their own age, talk to fathers and mentors, even, even if uh, somebody doesn't have a father. I, you know, there, there's going to be mentors. And the beautiful thing about trail life that I like is the background checks that you guys do. So you can feel safe sending your kids there knowing that all of these policies are, are in line. You know, Bob, we have a we have a program. We're just starting here in, in my area. My region is called the Nehemiah Man. If you remember Nehemiah, he was the one that helped go uh, rebuild the wall around Jerusalem. And if you remember, they were building with one one hand and fighting off the enemy with the other because folks did not want that wall <laughs> built. And that's what we call Nehemiah Man because almost thirty three percent of boys in trail life troops do not have a father or a father that's involved. Uh, with them in the trail life and really in, in their lives. There are a lot of single moms that are bringing their sons to trail life because they want to be around men. They want to be that male influence. And we call these men and they step up and I'll, I'll, I'll pat you on the back and say, good job. And you know, talk to you and be a, be a mentor. We call that a Nehemiah man. In other words, he is, he is building that young man up and he's, holding that sword or holding that shield and fighting off society and the evils that, that are attacking that young man. And uh, we've got, we've got quite a few of those fathers out there right now that are stepping up and say, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be that guy. It's sort of like, I, I remember the, the Catholic organization had a big brothers and big sisters. It's similar to yeah. that. So, you know, a man, man will take on a, you know, be a, a mentor to a young, to a young man that's fatherless. Oh, that's pretty exciting, Kent. I tell you, I, I'm, I'm just pumped about trail life and all the work you and other people have done with trail life. Look, we, we've been talking to Kent Marks. He's the founder and president of the Marks Building Company in the Cleveland, Ohio area. And you have a website, don't you, for your building company? Uh, yeah, that's uh, my son. My son runs the business now. So uh, uh, he's oh, got, does he? Uh, yeah, he's got a site called it's, uh, MarksBuilding.com. MarksBuilding.com. Okay, and we're going to put. Uh, links to the to Trail Life and other links in the uh, in the podcast notes. So we, again, we've been talking to Kent. Uh, Kent is also an Eagle Scout, former Boy Scout leader, and a founding father of an incredible organization called Trail Life. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be of good cheer. This has been Mind Matters News with your host, Robert J. Marks.
Explore more at mindmatters.ai. That's mindmatters.ai. Mind Matters News is directed and edited by Austin Egbert. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the speakers. Mind Matters News is produced and copyrighted by the Walter Bradley Center for Natural and Artificial Intelligence at Discovery Institute.